The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How do you view your own success? Are you leading with compassion or are you considered ruthless? There is plenty of room for both types of leaders, but the best way to lead successfully is to balance boldness and integrity, using kindness and compassion to earn respect. Combine this with a go-getter, visionary, and aggressive drive to stay competitive. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. We'll use the ideas heard today and in this series to help you use every advantage to achieve the best end result. Now, here's your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your honored host, Kathy Fairbanks, and delighted to share today's topic with you regarding money. And it's really about when money speaks, the real question would be, are you listening? And for today's show, we have licensed financial professional, Jim Chong. And Jim is going to focus on two areas of financial expertise with us today. And that are the two subject matters of insurance and senior benefits. Now, let me share with you a little bit of background about Jim Chong. I met Jim a couple of years ago, and he soon became a trusted business advisor, as well as a dear friend. And Jim serves on several executive teams of established organizations and is a true community leader. And when I say community leader, I don't say that lightly. What I really mean is everybody in the community knows Jim. He is very networked as a supporter and a giver and a connector within the Sacramento and Northern California community. He's also a radio personality on Money 105.5 FM in Greater Sacramento, where he is co-host of a show called Rush Hour for Success. So today, there's so many layers to Jim that I really want to unwrap and get to know. So let's invite Jim on to the show. Welcome, Jim. Great. It's great being here, Kathy. Well, it's always my pleasure to connect with you. And why don't we dive in? I think it's always wonderful to really know what makes a guest tick. What's your passion and kind of the why behind your why? And one of the avenues where you have expertise in is the financial planning and advising arena. So what's your why behind that, Jim? And why does it fuel your passion? You know, one of the things that I really love to do is really support people that are serving others. And, you know, I, I really realized through the course of time, as my father's losing his memory, and uh, just, just realizing just the, the value of even a moment. And in the money arena, I've been in this arena for over a decade, and I really believe that money drives everything. It can't be the sole focus, but what I say on my program all the time, if you have a lot of money, 
you have a lot of choices. If you have a little money, you have little choices. If you have no money, worse off, choices are chosen for you in life. And what I realized is people that are cause-based, people that give their heart and soul to a cause, one thing that happens a lot of times is they can't sustain it because they don't have enough, what, money. And I saw that this is where I can make a very significant difference for people by helping them sustain what they choose to live by. That's one. And on an individual level, just just even on a family level, just knowing that I'm doing something really good for the family, making sure that whatever someone's desire is in life, that if it's to give a, a great chunk of money to to their siblings, that they can do that. But more importantly, as they get older, they can live the life that they want to live, but also not have to be a burden on their other family members. And I, I feel like it is just an honor to be able to serve people in this way, in this area. Well, it's such an area, it's such an important area of service, and I want to dive into that a little bit. But what you said about basically how money drives everything, and it's not from a place, I'm hearing you say, it's not from a place of good or bad. It doesn't make you better or worse. It just provides choices. And I know the, the founder of Clemmer & Associates, Brian Clemmer, would often say, money gives you liberty. Um, and you mentioned it. Wouldn't you rather be in a position where you can make a difference to that family member or you see an advertisement on television and you'd like to donate to the cause? And if you look at your checking account or your wallet and there's just not enough to go around, then that's just a choice. And stepping into a greater choice, greater abundance is really what we want to talk about today and get into the strategy of it. Um, so, Jim, I'm guessing that the way one would show up, um, kind of where to start, if we look at this, I, I flash back when I was thinking about the subject of this of this show today, I flash back when I was 22 years old and landed my first real position out in San Francisco with a financial services leasing company. And I was lucky enough to be mentored. I had one of the, the managers there literally take me under her wing. I was green as they come. I had just graduated out of Indiana University, so moved out from Indiana to California. And I I had part-time jobs through my father's and mother's businesses, but it was the first big corporation I had ever worked with. And she took me under her wing and she said, okay, here's your benefits forms. Here's what you're going to do. I don't know what all these things are, but check yes on every single box. When it says 401k contribution, check yes. When it says savings bonds, check yes. Just check it all. Check it all. And that's what I did when I was 22. But there was no planning involved. And of course, a few years later, as things start to amass a bit, I needed help in understanding really what I had checked yes off to. So help the listeners understand. Um, let's go back in time a little bit for us. And say you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s. Where does one start with this? And we, when we go from a kind of cradle to grave mentality, what are the different decade milestones where we need to have certain things in place? Could you, could you provide a, an overview of that for us? 
Absolutely. Now, when you were explaining your experience, I have to share this. I kind of chuckled because that took me back. I worked for a company, if you remember, called MCI Communications. Do you remember mm-hmm. them? Sure do. And they had a friend and family's plan. I actually did a lot of the branch level reporting in the financial area then. And it was funny because I actually made quite a bit of money for me. I came out of the gate and I think at that time it was a lot of money. I made about uh, $40,000, $50,000 uh, annually and I put it away uh, into the 401k. Uh, and, and, you know, I wanted to buy a car. What did I do? I pulled it all out. I didn't understand the ramifications of, oh, this is a retirement mm. plan because mm-hmm. there was really no education. And then the other thing I did is I took some money that I had earned and I put it into a company called Media Vision. And that was a stock market advice from, uh, from somebody in the stock, the stock, the stock market. And what happened is it, it turned out to be a great learning experience because I think I had about 16,000, uh, in that. And it turned out they had a phantom warehouse where they were not clocking in the return so their profits looked good. And eventually it just folded and I lost it all. Mm. (laughs) And I realized, wow, it's not really a place to play. Uh, You know, and so that was a $16,000 lesson, which I remember today. And that's what it brought me back to thinking about why I did things with my money. Now, in working with a lot of people today, what I realized is when you're in the younger years, you don't necessarily have that same uh, mentality of we got to save. Now, I work a lot with people in the middle years as well as the senior years, and I'm going to say for the purposes of our discussion, between anywhere below 40 years old, I'm going to call that the, the, the younger years. From 40 to 65, I'm going to refer to as the middle years, and from 65 uh, and and uh, more senior, let's say, that's going to be the senior years. And I've worked with all three categories of people. The mentality of the youth is not unlike ours. We we just do what we're told. We don't necessarily understand it. It just seems like the thing that everyone does, so we're going to do it. No rhyme or reason per se, but uh, but we know that it sounds great. And so, you know, when you start getting to about the 40-year-old or when you get married and you have kids, you start thinking about what's really important. I think that is really a time, that's the ideal time to start pulling in some people that you respect and really getting great advice on how to manage your money and pretty much how money works. The interesting thing is when you understand the various vehicles that are out there, they really fall into just a few categories. There's a lot of vehicles out there, but they fall into a few categories. And if you understand how that tool uh, works and what it was designed for, you know, you can pretty much, uh, with a professional that guides you, say, okay, that makes sense. Okay, if I want to pick up dirt and move it out and create a hole, I use a shovel. If I want to put in a screw into a hole, I can screw that down. The financial products are designed to really handle a very specific purpose. And in the middle years, it is very, it is a very great time to consider what you need to seriously be doing. And then in the senior years, you know, it becomes a little bit more difficult to make the decisions for a lot of reasons because pretty much the lifestyle of earning should be uh, should be uh, you know should be your golden years where you're living in retirement, but if you're in those years and you haven't had something in place, it's a little bit fearful because you don't really want to lose anything. And so you should really uh, understand 
what vehicles are designed for so you're putting the right vehicle. So in the earlier years, you can take more risk. Now, I, I always say that in the earlier years, that's the time where you can, quote, unquote, sow your wild oats. Um, but by the time you have a family, whatever age that is, a wife at least, and then definitely when you have children, that is an ideal time to say, okay, i got to really get serious and understand how money works. And usually in the earlier years, there's a thing called accumulation. That's a great time for you to accumulate, start earning money, take some risk because you can afford the time to be able to recover. And usually things do follow cycles when you understand how money works. So if you're on a down cycle, you can usually wait it out. In the middle years, that is a time where you're pretty much making money maybe not accelerating as much in terms of the income, but you're, you're making money. You should be still definitely being profitable. And then in the later years, it should be a situation where you're trying to determine what you want to do with the money. You still have certain incomes coming in from other places, but basically, you know, looking for vehicles that can protect your assets. But that's only if you've accumulated enough through the years. So my answer to your question is, is that when you go ahead and think about learning, I would say, you're never too young to learn. I know my One. kids le- started learning at a very young age. And the sooner you can learn, the easier it is to start being able to implement a plan and then making those decisions. I will tell you later in life, I work with a lot of people that are middle-aged and seniors, it gets a little bit scary because they're afraid to make those moves. So even if you have the right vehicle, there is a little hesitancy, you know, understandably, because they they know they they can't really afford to lose too much in, 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 in many cases. Sure. Well, let's do this. Let's head out to our first break. And when we come Mm -hmm. back from break, let's really focus in on some of those instruments, some of those products that we can grab a hold of in those middle years that take us gingerly into those senior years. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Stay tuned for more about When Money Speaks. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The Leadership Hour explores what it takes to become a leader who inspires. Inspirational leaders drive higher creativity, lower turnover, and better quality work. Yet few understand their impact on others. We are blind to what we do and don't do well. Training can help, but only if we know our blind spots. To hear strategies for becoming an inspirational leader, join Christine Cowan Gascoigne on the Leadership Hour, where leadership and inspiration intersect. Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership, hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at compassionatesamuraishow.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and I am just delighted with our guest today. He is a financial professional, and Jim is actually, Jim T. Chong is talking to us a little bit about the planning part of insurance and senior benefits as we navigate through this thing called life. So we've covered off on the younger years, and what I really want to focus on is where do we go for products and services and instruments when we hit those middle years of of the 50s and the 60s. And I'm so curious, Jim, because I run into people all the time who really don't have a plan. And all of a sudden, it's as if they, they woke up one day and they're 50 years old and there is no plan. They're still going to work, but the plan plan is missing them. Why do you think most people or a lot of people don't have a succinct plan to navigate through their senior years? You know, I think as people get older, they understand the importance of something. It's kind of like when we're younger, we can climb a tree. I remember climbing really high into a tree. It seemed like 20 feet in the air. It's probably more 15 feet in the air and falling, but that was okay. <laughs> um, the reason why I bring up that illustration, it's the same way in life. A lot of people, they think they're, they're impenetrable because they haven't experienced something yet. And that's understandable. When you're younger, you feel like, I've got time. And it's not really real to you. They don't really feel it. But they understand that things are happening. But it's not really real to them. That's number one, is that they don't really think it's going to happen to them. And the other reason is, is that it's just something people don't want to talk about. Understandably, we don't want to focus in on just, hey, what would happen if I became financially devastated? No one wants to really dwell on it. So a lot of people just either procrastinate or they go ahead and they just uh, ignore it altogether. And so I'm going to put a third category here as well. Some people are just unaware They've just never truly been informed. They didn't understand that one decision in life financially could alter your entire financial future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense to me. And I'm guessing um, I may fall into this fourth category of your, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're going along and things are just purring and ticking and, and no complaints. And then all of a sudden, 2008, 2009 hits and it's looking, uh, it's looking very different. The real estate market has changed up Absolutely. our personal net worth and uh, the corporate scene is very different. And all of a sudden you feel like you might have gotten
gotten smacked upside the head a little bit. And so share with us specifically, um, I've got two questions regarding this. If you don't have an advisor in your life, where do you go to find the advisor? Because Jim, I know you're all about building relationships. So where do you suggest one goes? And then once you find someone who's a trusted advisor, what sort of products or instruments are you talking? I'm not talking about specifics, but but just globally, what do we need to have in our, let's say the top three things we need to have in our repertoire as we age into 50s, 60s, 70s? Well, you know, one of the things that I, I think is really important, you know, I have, you know, some of you, if you follow me uh, on Facebook, stuff, you know I'm trying to work on my own health. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I have somebody to advise me on the health. You know, Cami Ferry, who's the co-host of, of uh, our radio show on the health side, without her, I could not sustain or do what I need to do because I don't have somebody that can just answer my questions. Now, mm-hmm. one thing I don't want from her is just to tell me what to do and not understand it. And so my whole thing is I think you should seek somebody that seeks to explain to you the reason why you need X, Y, or Z financial product, what problem it solves, and why it would be important to implement it at whatever time they say you should implement it at. And this is very important because if somebody is rushing through just products and they don't really explain things, that is not somebody I would personally recommend just because they're probably, you know, they know the product's good, they know it's going to help you, so no harm, no foul. But I think that if you understand not all products do the same thing, you know, if they're that way with you, and we learn also, you know, that how you do some things and how you do everything, they may not have themselves dug in deep to understand what products are used for what purpose. So somebody that really can explain things well, number one, and two, to where you can understand it, and two, to look for somebody absolutely, if it's somebody you feel great about. It has to be somebody you feel great about. Sometimes people use somebody just at a recommendation, um, and they, uh, they don't understand this is a very important time when you're looking at your financial future and the bricks that you lay down to create the foundation are so key. So it has to be somebody that really understands what's going on, but more importantly, somebody that you feel comfortable with. I think trust your gut in terms of that. And of course they should, they should have some experience at, you know, in, in the base. So that's who I would look for. Now, the second question, you were talking about the second question of what products, you know, are available. Is that correct, Kathy? Yes, I was. But I want to circle back just on something that you just said around um, somebody that you feel great with. And I've always been one that will ask for recommendations when I'm looking for someone who's, uh, that's what I did in branding um, before I, I landed on someone was, where do I go with this? And and give me a referral. But I also learned the lesson of you might start small with someone new. So I didn't go all in. I kind of stick my toe in the water a little bit and and inspect what I'm expecting. That's something that, that our students hear all the time inside the Clemmer seminars is inspect what you're expecting. And so knowing how they are showing up with the first opportunity to provide a service, there's a fair possibility and probability that that's going to be the way they show up for the entire relationship. And so the way they do anything is the way they do almost 
everything to some degree. And that's a phrase I heard the, the president of Clemmer uh, & Associates say yesterday uh, in the advanced leadership class. And I find that that seems to be one of life's truths. And so I just wanted to get your take on that. Does it make sense to maybe start out in a smaller basis uh, with a new advisor or, or go all in? You know, it really depends. It depends on the explanation. Um, here's what I, I usually uh, uh, talk to people. I've, I've sat down with hundreds of people. I have hundreds of clients in this arena. One of the things that I really like to make sure that they're clear on is why specific products uh, you know, solve a specific problem, why they should use it. Not everyone necessarily will go in that level of detail. And I think that's very important because, again, when you're looking for somebody and you don't feel good with them, uh, good about them necessarily, and I will tell you there are new people, especially the people that are excited, the people that usually tell you to use one solution only are usually fairly new because they're, you know, it shouldn't really go that way. There's a lot of reasons why I say that. That's a guideline. And so, you know, I would start off a little small. Now, that's kind of subjective in terms of, you know, the context of what we're talking about. You know, we'd have to give a specific situation. You might only have a small amount of money, so all of it does have to go to one, in one vehicle. So I wanted to make sure we're clear on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, somebody that doesn't have, like, a, a, you know, a lot of experience if they can explain a product really well, I would, you know, I would give them a chance. And there are some vehicles, it's kind of like a car. A car salesman doesn't necessarily know how the car was built, but he can tell you the features of that car. If somebody, again, is good at explaining things and they're clear, then I would say they're, they're probably a very decent agent, knowing that they're going to probably be very detail-oriented in terms of working with you later. So I started that way. I'll tell you, I have some clients. I'm glad some people took a chance, but I'm highly analytical. So I really went and researched some things. And uh, one thing I would add with that is is that, um, you know, again, going back to the question, absolutely, again, if you feel like somebody is really not, you know, you're just a gut feel that, that they may not be entirely serving you. You feel a little awkward. Feel free to ask a lot of questions. And uh, how somebody does some things is true. It's how, uh, it is how they do everything. So you've got to make sure that, uh, that they are very clear in their explanation. And in fairness, you should tell them what your expectations are. If I, if I may, Kathy, can I give one piece of advice as well that I think would serve the audience? Please, yes. You know... And I know I've rolled quite a few policies. Rolling means replacing policies. Now, I have some solutions that they actually have very clear benefits. I should be able to explain that upfront why there's a benefit to something before they roll or change a product. Now, through it all, I've only had out of, I would say, easily 70 or 80 policies that I've rolled. I've only got a call from one agent. The agent usually is always contacted in the event that, a product is going to change. And that tells me, again, you want somebody that will give you that annual review, that will be accessible, that will answer questions, and be even proactive. So I would say definitely somebody that's fairly organized, somebody you know is going to keep in touch with you. And I'd make that as part of a criteria because uh, it's very important that they're able to stay up with you because products do change over time. I love hearing you say that because... um 
keeping, building that relationship obviously is so important. And you've educated me quite well today that not only do I want some that someone who can advise me, but I also want to be working with someone who can tell me basically the dominoes, why, why certain instruments are going to make sense. And if they know the why behind the why, then I'm in a better educated position. So I'm so glad that you were able to share that with us. Are there any other do's and don'ts when it comes to working with an advisor that you'd like to share? Yeah, one of the things that I think is really important also, there are some great companies out there and they'll really stress the ratings of a company. You know what I'm talking about, Kathy, when I I talk about ratings? I do, but share with the listeners what you're talking about. There are ratings, like they could be either A, A+, A++, and there's also what they call a Comdex rating, which is the financial strength of the company. Now, um, you have to try to understand how those numbers are built. Just because somebody uh, has a better Comdex score, that's financial strength of the company, if one's lower, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It just means that there may be more risk. They may be targeting uh, a more risky market, but the company itself is okay and stable. So there are some companies that are very expensive, but, you know, again, they're a very strong company. But in the big scope of things, if, you know, if you're looking for a Lexus instead of a Toyota that's fully featured, and I usually love this, a stripped-down Lexus or a fully featured Toyota, neither is bad depending on what you're trying to accomplish, but both vehicles will still get there. So understand a little bit about the rating. I just want to mention that. But sure. also uh, look for people that are truly solution-oriented, not product-only focused. Here's what I mean. If I work for a specific company, Kathy, I'm going to sell you what that product, you know, what the company offers in terms of that product. I may not necessarily be a solution person. All I know is I got to make this fit into your wheelhouse because I want sure. to make the sell. Sure. Make have somebody that understands multiple companies and ask them specific questions, which you know I can go in detail uh, another time. But basically, really, somebody you'll get a sense of just trying to push you on one company name, one brand versus a solution. Now, certain companies have multiple solutions within that company. That's great. But you can kind of get a sense of whether or not somebody's trying to push you towards a product or a solution. If you got that feel, make sure you ask more questions and just educate yourself. Do not let somebody just tell you what you should be in. Ask why and see if their explanation makes sense. Brilliant. I love that. And we're coming up with our second break. Stay tuned. I want to learn more about specific instruments and options and products that we can tap into to guide us into those senior years. You're listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Stay tuned for more. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for the second stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. 
If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is Kathy at Compassionate Samurai Show.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks. And today we're diving deep into some financial talk. And we're talking specifically about money and navigating on through your middle years into your latter years. And on the line with us is our guest, Jim Chong. And right before break, we were about to talk about some of the top instruments that one should really have in their arsenal, in their financial plan, in order to be, let's just say, set up foundationally to navigate through those senior years. So, Jim, if we're at a place, I'd I'd like for you, for the sake of time, to educate the listener of the top two or three uh, instruments or products that are a must-have and um, and then make sure that we cover off on what those do because I'm going to be let I'll probably have some questions around this. So what <laughs> what should we have in our repertoire to make sure check that box off? We're good to go. Let's go out and enjoy the rest of our life. Well, you know it's really interesting because in today's world, a lot of it, the like a car, it gets updated. And so the two things I think that are most important to guard against, one of them is just what happens if, you know, a loved one pass away or if you're a primary uh, income provider of the family, what happens to the family in the event that that income is gone. So basically we call that protection. And then the other is basically accumulation. How can we make our money grow and really uh, protect what we have, but also have some level of growth? So those are the two things that are really key to look at. And one way we can make the assets grow is, of course, to get a certain return annually, but also to be able to avoid paying this word that uh, many of us know. You know what that is, Kathy? I fear I do. Is it a nasty little three? Yeah, three little word, a three-letter word, huh? Right. We always have a partner and, and family member that, that loves and needs to be taken care of. That's Uncle 
our uncle. Let's, let's call him Sam. Okay? And definitely, <laughs> we need to all pay our fair share to take care of things that are going on. But um, there have been some great, uh, great products that have come across uh, and they have been designed for specific purposes. I want to share about one product. Uh, there is definitely insurance, which just basically is very simple, Kathy. They call it term insurance because you buy, you pay for 20 years, you pay X amount of dollars. If you die, if something happens to you, your loved one gets half a million or whatever you're insured for. That's called the face amount. And through the course of time, we won't go through the, the, all the pros and cons of these products. There has been a product evolved that has been called an indexed universal life product. And in an indexed universal life product, what that does is that's pretty much insurance. That's a face amount. So you can cover yourself for X period of time, meaning that it can actually be for a quarter million, you know, 500000 a million. If you're worth this much, maybe 2 or $3 million. And if you pass away, the people you love will get that amount of money. So that's pretty good. You might pay, you know, a few hundred dollars uh, a month, depending on your age if you're older, and your family will get a million dollars income tax-free in the event that something was to happen to you. That's the protection side. Now, what's been interesting is over the years and through the tax codes, one of the ways that you can defer taxes are through these deferred plans and 401ks and so forth. But insurance itself is a vehicle that pretty much, you know, within reason, and you always, I say, consult your tax advisor for the specifics. But in general, if somebody's awarded a half a million or a million dollars, that's pretty much income tax-free. In other words, no taxes are, take, are, are needed to be taken out for that. And so that is a very powerful vehicle to, to, uh, to basically save money in. With an index universal life product, to summarize it, it becomes a product that can protect in the event of death and then also accumulate uh, what they call a cash value in that specific product. And it's indexed, and usually the common index that a lot of these products start in is called the S&P 500, basically 500 of the known and established companies. And pretty much on these indexed universal life products, if the economy goes down, uh, uh, you know, almost all the products have a floor. In other words, you don't lose what's in there. If it goes down negative 10%, you started with 100000 in there. This year, what happens is you still have 100000 So there is a floor, and then there's a cap it will only go up to a certain percentage. On some companies, it's around 14%. So in other words, if the economy goes 20%, you'll still get a 14% gain. So it's capped, but the good thing as a senior, we call it safe money because what happens is is you don't lose anything, but you still get a generous portion of the upswing in the event the economy goes up. And so that's really an important vehicle to index universal life products that, uh, that, that are available to protect in terms of uh, in case a loved one has passes away, but then also accumulate assets. Now, I want to mention very briefly, there's a term called living benefits that have come out. There are products that, that also offer these as well. In the case that you have a critical, such as a heart attack, you know, a one-time major life event or a chronic situation where, you know, you just can't function in life and there are criteria, you can actually advance that money early on before you actually die. So if you have a half a million dollar policy, perhaps you can get, you know, probably a hundred to 200,000 
take care of yourself, and then when you pass away, the rest will go to the people that you love. That is a unique feature that has come out over the last couple decades and is something that people should be aware of. So that is definitely a product that people should understand and look what company serves you in terms of just uh, a life insurance product like that. Okay, so we've heard the index universal life product very different than the term. There's not a set term on the index universal life product, correct? Correct. Correct, and, and yeah, correct, and that's called pretty much an index universal life. That's called a permanent product. So you have either a term, which is set for a per- specific term, or an index universal life that pretty much you keep paying, and there is an amount you have to pay. It is more expensive. But if you understand term, most people statistically don't die within that term. That's how come the insurance companies can say, okay, Kathy, you pay $100 a month, but if you die, we're going to give your family 500000 You know, there's a reason because they know statistically most people will either cancel or they won't die within that period of time. Sure. Yeah, that, that certainly makes sense. And so... Um then you've taken us into something called basically the living benefits where Correct. that's going to cover off if, if you basically are not able to, to work anymore. Is, am, I, am I making too much of a jump there on that description? Well, yeah, um, there are specific definitions. There's terminal illness where you're diagnosed to die. You will die, according to the doctors. That's just it, just Right. Uh, within 12 months, many companies will advance you uh, some of the money, a certain percentage, um, so you can take care of, you know, uh, things because they know that you're going to need some, some for your care. There's a critical illness writer, um, and what that is like to get a heart attack, some one-time major life event that stops you from working or you need a little income. They understand that, so they'll let you advance a certain amount, or a chronic uh, illness writer where you there is a term they call ADLs or active daily living requirements. You're supposed to be able to do, if you cannot do two of the six active daily living requirements, which are, you know, like feeding yourself, bathing, dressing. For instance, if you can't feed yourself and you can't move from a place, one place to another, you, you know, you probably need help, you know. And so they understand that, so they'll advance to you some, some portion of the money, again, while you're alive. So, um, and, and you need that care. And this is important because many people stop their insurance product, unfortunately, because they, in their minds, just cannot afford it. They didn't plan for it. And they go, oh, my gosh, i got to cut expenses. Unfortunately, that's one of the things that goes. And my dad had a term product. Um, just a few months before my uh, my mom passed away, uh, it was unfortunate. We didn't know. He just got frustrated. He had paid the policy. That cost him uh, about $300,000. If he would have paid it, they would have cut him a check for $300,000 income tax-free, and that you know definitely would have benefited him. So what I'm starting to understand very clearly <laughs> is the value that your profession brings to the table because um, I'm almost feeling as if I need to provide a dossier of this is this is how old I am, this is my lifestyle, here's the information on my husband, my kids, what's important to me, and let you take a look at all of this and say, here are the avenues. Here's where I think you need to shore up. 
Here are the areas where I think you're well taken care of. And here's some areas where you might you might need to pull back on you. You know, I'd suggest that this, this isn't needed. Um, is that the way that you work with a client, Jim? You know, we try to find out where a client's at, what they want to achieve. And it's very important before you can say the destination, you got to find out also where they're at. So absolutely, to sure. sit down, look at the details. And I will tell you, most people, they get insurance from a job. They pay just a little bit, just a little bit. Well, that insurance goes away when you lose your job or you change your job. They don't understand that. And also living benefits, I told you, believe it or not, most policies, I would say well over 95% of the policies do not have those specific living benefits. Because again, hey, I got this policy 10, 20 years ago. No one bothered to take a look at it again. And they didn't realize that if they would have made that decision while they were healthy to transfer it and they did run into a situation that they might have been able to access some of those funds to alleviate the burden from either themselves or the loved ones as well. So absolutely, I think education is just so very important to really take a look at where you're at. I would say definitely uh, at least every two years, but if at all possible annually, because there are products that improve. And believe it or not, some of these products with living benefits with the companies they come out with are basically the same cost as those that, don't have the living benefits of the critical and chronic illness writers. That's All just right. an example. All right. Well, I want to hear more about that. And I know you have a few other instruments that you would like to talk about. You've been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Our show today is When Money Speaks, Are You Listening? Come back, listen to a little bit more. To business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back. We are listening 
to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks. And today we've jumped into a very slice of life called insurance and senior planning and really starting to understand the need for planning in those middle years of your life to keep things at a much more carefree level. Our expert today is Jim Chong, and Jim is sharing with us how important it is to have a checkup with your advisor, certainly every couple of years, but most likely every year. And Jim, right before we went to break, we had covered off on the the merits and the introduction of index, indexed universal life product, as well as living benefits. And so question for you, I know um, both of my grandparents, as they hit their 80s, mid-80s, ended up in a rehabilitation hospital, eventually a nursing home, assisted living, and you know, living with family back and forth. And so share with me, how does one go about getting educated on what's the best solution when you need more than just family care and support? You know, the best solution is definitely to talk to the professionals that are doing it. A few different things. I do on the financial end, I would absolutely contact somebody that specializes in elder care as well. They can give you some great advice uh, advice in terms of what sort of things to consider. Um, definitely in terms of just the financial end of things, you know, contact a professional that does specialize in the elder arena. It's really different than just dealing with just the, the, the average age. And one of the things that's really important is to understand about long-term care. And long-term care, just to, so you can understand the options, there are insurance products that have long-term care uh, benefits built into them. In the event that you need to go into a facility, it will pay for that care. But a lot of people are unaware that if you, if you plan in advance, there are opportunities where, again, you can have your long-term care subsidized. And like I worked with a client about seven months ago where they actually uh, were going to pay about 8500 into a specific facility. In this specific situation, in this specific situation, because it is varied case by case, we were able to work it out where the client actually ended up paying only uh, about $1,700 a month most of their assets were saved within the family unit, and they're happy as a clam. In this situation, they were able to go in the same facility, and you know, saving that six to seven thousand dollars a month was huge, considering the spouse was already uh, 80, 80 plus years old himself. And I will tell you, it gave me such joy to be able to provide that solution because these are great people, and you know, understanding what options are available and how to maneuver through the maze, definitely contact somebody that specializes in it and can direct you to the right source. And of course, getting an estate plan put together, understanding also the provision for, uh, for uh, health care directives. These are big words I'm throwing out. We don't have time to go into all of them, but that's really important so you can make health decisions, but also having the language where you can make decisions for an individual that uh, concern their Medi-Cal application, you know, so really important that you can advise and, and have that power of attorney to move money so that they can legitimately qualify for long-term care so you can get the benefit, like my clients saved several thousands of dollars a month. 
Well, and I'm guessing when it comes to the long-term care, this is something that you want to look at when you're on the other, the younger side of aging, not the, um, I, I'm, I'm guessing by the time you hit 80, 85, 90, that's a decision that should have made, been made decades ago. Is that correct? That is correct. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, when they get to a certain point, you don't realize you're there till you're there. And when you're older, you realize, oh my gosh, you know, I'm here. What am I going to do if I can't work? And that's mm-hmm. what people need to think about. I want to mm-hmm. commend my dad. His memory is going, but he didn't make like tons and tons of money. He had an average salary. He worked as a produce manager. I'm very proud of him. All four of the kids went to college, but we're not impoverished because he did some things right. Absolutely. I have another client. One of them just passed away. It was my oldest client. And the daughter called me and said, hey, so-and-so passed away. You know, dad passed away. It, it was just such a great feeling to know they trusted me so much that I became one of the first people they called. Can you take care of this for us? I actually talked to the spouse um, uh, yesterday. She was in great spirits. Again, somebody that did the right thing. And I've also seen it go the other way where the stop, we don't know what to do. And then they leave a legacy, not of a positive feeling, but wow, I'm glad this is over. You know, when you have things in place, it's not about you anymore. It's really about the people that are remaining and what you live. Because I've seen so many people have to give up their jobs to take care of their parents or, or somebody that has gone through a situation. That's why we encourage, know your options now and get the things put in place. Don't try to patch up the dam when it's already leaking. Do the planning and put things in place before. Because when it's leaking, we don't like to say this. Sometimes it is a little too late. And uh, I do encourage people, understand as soon as you can. Well, that's some brilliant advice. And I'm going to piggyback on that just a little bit because you certainly have stories that you can share. I'm sure many of them are heartbreaking. And then in the case of folks who do take care of that planning, the inevitable has occurred and they're not plagued with the financial devastation. They're able to deal with that emotional aspect of losing a loved one, but it's not, um, the finances don't come into play. And that's a different, that's a different sort of story. And Jim, one, one piece of advice I'd love to hear from you is how would you approach a family member, um, in my, well, let's use my parents. Uh, my parents are in their 70s, and uh-huh. they set us down. I want to say there's three girls. They set us adult girls down decades ago, literally, and said, we want to share our plan with you. So there are no surprises. There are no secrets. This is what our trust looks like. This is you know, from A to Z. They covered off on everything. They took care right. of everything. And so that doesn't even, like, it's not even part of our conversation because everything is handled. What advice do you give to listeners where nobody in the family is talking about these really important things? How do you open that conversation? Because money can be a very private thing, or if someone has a a scarcity mindset about money, um, or the story can be misinterpreted, how do you open up that conversation to engage with a family member or friend to make sure they are properly shored up? Well, you know, it's all about, in my mind, I think stories are the most effective way 
to relay a point. And wh- I know when I deal with things, when we talk about especially the seniors, I usually joke with them and I say, hey, I share with my own personal situation, my dad's memory is going, but I ask them, hey, do you know what kind of long-term care plan your parents have? And they might say, I don't know. Well, I say, I know one they have is you. Because if they can't work, they know, you know, I assume that if you really love them, you're going to do whatever it takes. If they don't have something in place, the good thing is they have you. Because what will happen is let's just walk down this path and see what happens. Well, they need care. They, let's just say they really need 24-hour care. You can hire somebody. Sure. But, you, you know, there's trust issues there as well sometimes. Well, but Jim, you I tell you. In home care. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you've shared an absolutely brilliant entree. And how do you how do you start that conversation? You yeah. are their long term care solution. Absolutely. You have been exactly. listening. Well, Jim, I have a final question for you. Uh, important yeah. question: How do people get in touch with you if they want to learn more? I know you're headquartered in Northern California, but you have clients yeah. worldwide. Uh, how do people mm-hmm. get in touch with you? And we'll close the show out. Great. They can reach me. They could actually go to thewalkstar.com, thewalkstar, W-O-K, star.com, or email me at jtchong.strategy at gmail.com. That's jtchong.strategy at gmail.com. All right. And Chong is C-H-O-N-G, correct? Correct. Yes. All right. And do you have a phone number you want to share with the listeners as well? Yes. My phone number, very simple, 209-534-8000. That's 209-534-8000. I love helping families. I love it when I've done something really good to protect the people that, uh, that they love. Beautiful. You have been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Join us next week for more information around being a compassionate samurai out there in the world. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for tuning into our show. You can hear the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, be sure to take action and create your own success. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management